My dudes, hello and welcome to Your Boy Cancelled with your boy, Adam Ward. Joining me on episode one are Adam Norton and Ryan Lake, two of the biggest Leeds fans I know, as the three of us discuss the joyous seasons both Leeds and Liverpool FC have had. You may notice you boys say this is episode three on numerous occasions. Well, it was meant to be, but guess what? It's not. And your boy's not perfect. And it's better you learn that now then further down the line and have your bloody heart broken. So without further ado, this is episode one, not three, of your boy cancelled, your boy's unbearable. What's happening, people? My name's Adam Norton, and you're listening to Your Boy Cancelled with Adam Ward. So cool, hey, it's YBC, it's episode three, and today's a damn celebration, and your boy is going to be unbearable. Champion is champion. (laughs) Yeah, it's true, because for the first time in 30 years, Liverpool are Premier League champions. For the first time in 16 years, Leeds United are back in the Premier League, and your boy has got his red 1920 champions hat on it looks pretty fresh to say it's fucking 100 years old man hey man vintage (laughs) that's my style man that's my style and joining me on episode three is adam naughty norton and ryan lakey lake how's it going my dudes hey yeah chilling man i've had a good time enjoying life for first time in 16 years at the end of the season it's amazing actual real football for leeds again we're back mate yeah, man. Thanks for having us on. And um, yeah, it's crazy. I can't, I can't get my head around it. I think it's been. I actually was thinking earlier. I was like, oh my god, it's Friday. So that was. It was nearly a week ago now. It's all, it all, it all happened. But it's, uh, it's been a blur, mate. It's, it's yeah, been ridiculous. That's, that's but yeah, it, man. Um, before we properly get into all like the Leeds and Liverpool talk, so this is your boy cancelled. So, uh, what are you boys both cancelling? Lakes, I'll come to you first. I've really enjoyed this wall-to-wall non-stop ball all over the place. One thing I really haven't enjoyed is just Reading. Reading needs to be cancelled. They're, they're such a, a non-entity of a team. It makes me so sad. You look at the results and you see Reading and you're like, that's just a buy and it's just a nothing. Please, please go away, Reading. Have you ever been to Reading? I haven't been to Reading. I don't imagine it's too exciting. It's really not. Like One of our good mates lived, like used to live there before he moved away. And because why would you want to stay in Reading? And um, <laughs> I assumed it would be like a real big place because they got Reading Festival and Reading Festival is massive. And it man, is, who wants to go to a Reading Festival? Unless you want to expand that damn knowledge. But like, I got there, man, and it was like it was like a more terrible like Grimsby. That's the oh, kind of vibe. More terrible. More, more terrible. terrible. Yeah, man, it was terrible. Wow. And this one and this one girl who was talking to us, who was mates with my mate, was trying to say that. Reading was a better place than Liverpool. I was like, that is are mental. S- are you silly? And I said to her, have you ever been to Liverpool? In no metric. Yeah, exactly. I've been I said, to Liverpool. I've not been to Reading, but I still know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, that's what I, I said to her. I said to her, have you ever been to Liverpool? And she went, no. I said, well, I've been to Reading and I live in Liverpool and I can tell you it's much better than this dump. What did you mean, like architecturally? Everything, or like like everything. She meant like as a place, nightlife, everything, and Reading. Nightlife, no chance, man. Yeah. We've we've lost yeah. our um, our Reading audience already, but that's okay. Um, Adman, what are you cancelling? <laughs> so, um, what I'm cancelling is actually, in theory, being cancelled by default anyway, just by Leeds leaving the uh, the championship. But what I'm cancelling is EFL and the shitty shit housing time-wasting teams that Leeds have to play every single week. I'm, to- I'm pointing my fingers at your, um, your Wiggins. Your, uh, although, to be fair, Wiggins probably unfair given the current circumstance that, yeah. that we're going to go through. I'm talking about your Lutons. Your yeah, I was going to say, as soon as you said it, Luton was the first team that came to mind. These guys that Ellen Road is the biggest like thing they've ever done. Their, their fans are all looking for what date we're playing Leeds away. And it's like the biggest game. So for them, it's the cup final. But for us, it's just another game. And our boys have had to get themselves up for these types of games over and over and over and over. And for however many years, what's it been? 10, 15, 16 years in the doldrums. But the last sort of 
three or four years have been okay. It's been getting better. But before that, the last seven or eight years of just championship dullness and just yeah. playing these teams with their shitty goal music and their um, thinking it's their cup final when they play Leeds, man. I'm just happy to not be the biggest team in the league anymore. So I'm cancelling Tim Pot EFL teams. <laughs> I mean, after after 16 years of it, I think that's a fair cancellation. Um, I'm cancelling... It's kind of an obvious one, but um, I, and and it should be going away very soon. But I'm cancelling water breaks in the middle of halves. Yeah, man. Because Jesus. we didn't need that to go on for as long as it's gone on for. Because in in a preseason, yeah. you'll maybe have seven or eight games in preseason, and the first about three games you'll do that three four games. Yeah, but then yeah, the back when preseason's gone out to like Saudi Arabia or yeah, South yeah, America or exactly. somewhere where it's hot, man. They're doing exactly, it in yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's summer, but they're doing it in a cold day in in Rochdale. And, exactly. <laughs> taking... and it's gone on long enough because every team's played, what, seven, eight games now? Yeah, they're up. They're, 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 they're at match fitness. They're there. Yeah, so the, like I feel like the last at least four games we have not needed that. Playing that. playing playing football in quarters, it's, it's yeah, not it's working for me. And Very the, thing, well, the, the thing for Liverpool as well is, it's. I know we've kind of given up playing for the most of like since lots, basically as soon as we've been made champions. Understandable. Yeah. We phoned it in because we've got nothing to play for anymore. But Lots. it always seemed to be that something would happen straight after a water break. Like we'd end up conceding a goal or something bad happens straight after a water break. Because you, I think just because the players aren't used to it. Yeah, and what it is for Leeds, and I'm guessing it's probably the same for Liverpool because we like to play non-stop keep yeah. the ball moving at all times football so going back to what I was saying about these time wasting teams in these last nine games when you've been playing your Blackburns those type of teams they take the um, the water break as a chance to just slow lead his game down yeah completely and you've seen then the fucking like tactics going on as well it's essentially an extra chance for the for the managers like the man had his board out he had all the fucking fridge yeah. magnets on his board yeah, you know yeah. the, they do. You all said, the you tactics can. man I noticed it the most with the Man City Arsenal uh, cup game because Pep and Arteta are both so animated so you really yeah, notice yes. doing all the arms swinging around in those minutes <laughs> ridiculous what was the moment in the season like before you were, before it was guaranteed that, that Leeds were going up in champions what, what was there a moment earlier on in the season that really felt to you like this was going to be the season oh man I don't think any Leeds fan will let themselves think that <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, of course, no. all along in the back of my mind, I was like, if 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 the football gods shine upon us and if things go the way that they should, scientifically, we should fucking win yeah. and we should be champions. And I knew that all along, but obviously we're a, we're a mentally damaged fan base. Oh, mate, like, there was it was the 89th minute of the, the Charlton game and I was still like, there's possibly a way that Leeds could not win the championship, so yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to celebrate until it's actually... It's still my, all these celebrations outside Ellen Road, oh, <laughs> points deduction incoming. Yeah, of course. I mean, the, the thing <laughs> with me and Liverpool is you've had so many near misses, 13-14 last season 08-09 and there were so many times where I thought this was going to be the title season like I was certain last season was going to be the season and then when it didn't happen I just thought I don't know what more you can do against this Man City team as Klopp said though um, last season would have won you the league in any of the last 800 years other than the season the City got 100 points the points you got yeah it's crazy it was was more than Alex Ferguson ever got yeah, but, yeah, it's, it's insane. But that's the level that the, the Premier League's been pushed to, I guess, doubt. with the and money that's floating about. Exactly. And for me, it was um, it was really early on. And I'm not, I don't know anything like this, but it was when we played Aston Villa and we were 1-0 down in the 88th minute and we ended up winning the game 2-1. I yeah. think I think Mane scored like the ninth minute. That's a champions performance. That's yeah, exactly. And those those are the games that you win where you're not playing great and just something just happens out of nothing and you end up getting all three points. You just think, how the hell has that even happened? Especially the point in the season when that was, because I think I think it was a case of had we lost that game, there would have only been three points between us and Man City. And then the following week we were playing Man City. So like that, all those things like turning point. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Cancel, cancel, cancel. Speaking of sort of Leeds and Liverpool, 
do you see any comparisons in the way that the two teams play? I think, I think yeah, they've got a they've got a they've got a high press kind of thing going on. There's a lot of uh, energy in both sides, so it's very difficult to to, to attack against them. But the differences are the uh, like passing shapes. Bielsa's got that like yeah, the wing backs overlap. Yeah, but it, it, they just move differently. Um, Liverpool play front three though, don't they? Yeah. Front yeah. three, um, yeah, it, it moves kind of differently. It's just it. They might be a little bit more similar if uh, there was a better player than Bamford up front. <laughs> he's been fantastic, and he scored yeah, sixteen top goals. Man. Yeah, let's, let's give him his sixteen two. goals. That is chilling. But it could but, have yeah. been twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, we could have got some serious high high scores going on. But yeah, they've they've got. It'll be a very interesting game next season. I'm looking forward to Liverpool game. Looking forward to Man City. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing this new age Wolves. Now that we've got a good team, mm. um, you know, we played Arsenal and we could have beaten Arsenal. Yeah, uh, without a doubt. Uh, Sent it forward. Bad for forty-five minutes. Yeah, we could have, we could have easily been. So I'm looking forward to it. It's not about trying to stick stick it out and survive. It's to go out and try and in the league so it's going to be quite interesting <laughs> that's actually something I want it's to another ask. fun team that's something I actually want to ask both of you guys about I mean a, a lot of clubs go up and down like yo-yos like you've got your West Broms and your Norwiches um, what do you think sets Leeds apart? I think first of all uh, it's bigger club mentality so when we go down we properly go down you know what I'm saying we have a we have a real catastrophic um situation which ends up taking 16 years to to pull us anywhere near back to where we needed to be but now I feel like we're back and we're back to stay um, and I think most Leeds fans will agree with me we've got one of the best managers in the league if not the world and it's not about individual players with this squad it's not about egos it's not about big names it's about a, a system and believing in a system and sticking to a system which when, put it this way when you show me the bottom half of the Premier League table I think even the championship team of Leeds that's just come up would give most of that bottom half at least a very good game. Yeah, come um, So I just think it's different. I think it's different gravy. I think a lot of managers come up and they try and do the, let's see if we can just nick a point here and there. Let's sit behind the ball and let's see if we can um, try and get a draw away at Man United and stuff like that. And yeah, it, it sometimes works and it comes to fruition sometimes, but we, we're not going to change our system for anybody. As you saw against Arsenal, as we've already alluded to, it's just going to be high intensity Bielsa ball, as we call it, against whether it's Man City we're playing or whether it's Crystal Palace we're playing. It, it doesn't make a difference. So I think that alone will serve us well enough to at least survive this year, maybe finish um, 13th, 14th, 15th, somewhere in that area, allowing us to get another year of that um, oh-so-missed money that we haven't had for a long time and then start developing. But Bielsa doesn't like to bring in too many names. Like you've heard all these names of Cavani mentioned in yeah, it might happen, but is that going to upset the apple cart if you've got a yeah. you've got a cal- you've got a Jack Harrison on twenty grand a week, and then you've got Cavani coming in on two hundred grand? It's, well, that's I it. think Bielsa prefers to keep it quite domestic. Um, he wants to get the cream of the championship, and I think if we get some players in like your Ben Ramers, your Ollie Watkins, your Ibrich Eze from uh, QPR that they've been talking about, these are the type of guys that are going to slot into our already incredible group that we've got going. And hopefully keep us up. I, I genuinely believe, and I think nearly all, if not all, Leeds fans believe we're going to stay up. Mm. Yeah, that that does seem to be the mentality. And I think on top of that, it's the players that you can cherry pick from the clubs that are going down to, because yeah, there's a lot of yeah, quality, yeah. And like especially that Norwich side, because you've got your Cantwells, your Buendias. Cantwells going to yeah, yeah. Buendias, Buendias are good, and he's a good. Buendias, great show. This is not an English player. That means you don't have to play in twenty million English player attacks. Yeah, so, exactly. game for pretty cheap, and he's 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 got ability. He's created a lot of chances this season. The funny thing about side. before he signed, before he moved into England, he was actually at Cultural Leonesa in Spain, who actually have a deal with Leeds. They're like some sort of feeder club for our academy, or mm. we feed them players and they feed us players. So I don't know how the in God's name we've missed out on Buendia somehow, and he's yeah. not ended up coming to Leeds and he's ended up in Norwich. And yeah, like I say, he's, he's looked very good. Yeah, cause I, especially Buendia, I do feel like regardless of what happens, he will be playing the Premier League next season. Lakey, you were saying the other day, though, weren't you, man, that you wouldn't like Puki? No, he's, he, he's a very good, he'll be a very good championship striker because you get 
so many more chances in the championship. There's more games, so you just get a lot more goes at it. Um, in the Premiership, there's teams with actual defenses. I think it's time um, on so the ball. You can't just run past them. Yeah, you, you can't just. And yeah, is it something past like it's something like eighteen goals. games that that he's gone without scoring? Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. feel like that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you might as well keep hold of Banford because he at least he works hard for the team. We will keep hold of Banford. I mean, I've seen a thing that it's obviously it's taking the piss, but it was like in five years' time, Leeds United's Champions League lineup, and it had like Messi and Mbappe and all these men in the team, and then up front was Patrick Banford. I was going to say, do, like, you, do you see him leading the line next season? I think whoever does come in, and For we do need a striker. We do need a striker because we had Eddie and Ketty this season and we also had John Kevin Augustine, both of which didn't play too many minutes. Um, no. So Bamford was our main striker all season and Bielsa loves him. So I think, yes, we do need a striker because Bamford's the only one we've got. But I think whoever we buy, they'll be coming in to play second fiddle to Pat and, and, until he messes up, I guess. Do you think in some ways he's kind of like your Firmino? in that he works hard for the team, he gets assists, he makes space for other players, but he's not going to be the most prolific. Yeah, yeah, he's playing in the goal scorer's position, as, as you'd like, yeah, assume. I mean, yeah, we'd like him to score more goals, but his role isn't solely putting it in the net. He's, this yeah. season, though, uh, this season, he's, he's, he's been a lot, a lot of uh, managers of him in the past have said he's too soft. Um, and if he's not going to be prolific, then if he's soft as well, then that's that's a bad combination. But this season, he's actually said it in interviews and you can see it going down Telling Road every every week before the pandemic, obviously, that he, uh, he bullies defenders. He's, he's, he's put on some bulk over last summer and he came back and he, he really does run at people. He, he annoys them. He does the old... Um, hands to the crowds whenever he scores goals, the cup in the ear and all that. And he, he likes to get a little bit cheeky. And I think he's added that to his game, which is only only a good thing. Like you see it in players like Mitrovic. That's maybe an extreme example, but yeah. these guys that wind up defenders and like that's what he's added to his game this year, which yes, even though he has still only scored 16, which yeah, with the amount of chances he's had should have been more. But the amount of, uh, yeah, the, the plays that he sets off to holding the ball up to send Harrison down the wing or to send Costa down the wing or to, uh, bring Pablo into play has been absolutely incredible and up front on his own Bielsa I'm not going to I'm not here to question God so he he knows that um, he, he's, he's right in this team but we've got goals coming from all over the place the the 5 nil or whatever it was the other day uh, the, yeah um, five different scorers it? five different goal scorers yeah that's what you need man just based, based on system it's, it's the same with Firmino because this season Firmino's only scored 12 goals in all competitions and for the chances, Anfield or one at Anfield, one at Anfield. Yeah, yeah, last day. And, and interestingly, I watched that game wearing my Firmino shirt for the first time this season. So it's your fault. So it's oh, my fault. Cheers, mate. Fully, fully my fault. <laughs> You've probably stuck him on the transfer list because you didn't wear his shirt all season. This is it? This exactly. Is... I've ruined his career. But um, that, that's the funny thing. But it's the same with Klopp in that for, I think for, as an outfield player, Firmino's played the most minutes of anybody. Um, and it and it sh- and it shows because we're a completely different team without him in it, regardless of whether he's scoring goals or not. There's been a lot of chances he's missed, but um, I wouldn't have him not in the team just because. I find it crazy that he's not scored at Anfield though, back till now. I just, yeah. I just I don't know how that's even happened. He scored. He scored in the Champions League against Atletico, but in the league. Um, in the league, yeah, yeah. Last last league game of the season at Anfield. But I do feel like there's a lot of similarities between Klopp and Bielsa in terms of the way they handle their team, the mentality they build, the fact that they both buy, buy system players. But what does I know you kind of touched on it a little bit, but what does he mean to to Leeds fans, Bielsa? Like having a manager with high end experience is a good thing. Um, like for for any football team, you know, you don't get the you don't get international jobs by just being any manager. Um, he's got a reputation and he's got a system um, and he's shown that if you buy into a system it, it's successful last season we narrowly missed out on automatic, automatic promotion this season we've won the league the, the players bought into the system and it's paid off and there's not many managers you do see in any league of football that comes in and has a direct impact like Bielsa had um, on Leeds it's weird it sounds super biased but it's the best football I've seen in years uh, live or on TV like consistently it's incredible and it's just very exciting that it's going to be the Premier League next year I think it's uh, it, that's all all 
Very true. But I think it's him as a uh, person as well. It's not just the football. It's, it's the standards he sets for himself. Um, like, for example, there's the stories of when he first joined. Uh, he got the players to pick litter up for a few hours and he said, this is how long it would take your standard normal citizen of Leeds to earn enough money to buy one Leeds United ticket. Just to give him an idea of... Um, sort of the struggles that people go through just to watch them and, and sort of bring them down a peg or two, I guess. Um, and then since then, there's been countless stories, even up to the, the trophy celebrations uh, the other night. He, they all pulled him in. Paddy and uh, Ailing have gone and grabbed him and, and pulled him into the celebrations to try and get him to do a big trophy lift. And it's almost like he wanted the players to have their moment. He didn't want to look too, um, too like he was celebrating too much. Yeah, he was happy and he was proud, but it was like, oh no, uh, don't put the attention on me. And he's just a very lovely guy. And from personal experience, I, I met the guy in, uh, in Morrison's in Weatherby and obviously I, if, if I ever see a celebrity I mean in my job I see a fair few celebrities and, and in, in Leeds and stuff I see celebrities and I never ever ever go up to them or say anything but when I saw Bielsa in Morrison's I was like oh my god I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to have to say something really and he was he was so nice to me he basically said I said thanks for everything you've done for Leeds and he basically said it's my pleasure and then he said uh, I asked him if he could have a photo and he said yeah of course you can but he said um don't put it on Twitter now. He said, uh, later is okay, but no Twitter now. And oh, yeah, got from that, obviously I, people are going to say, oh, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, so if I had to put it on Twitter straight away with an LUFC hashtag or whatever, and everyone, oh, the else's and Morrison's go down. So the fact that he was saying, oh, later, it's okay, you can put it on. Um, and then we carried on our shopping, and uh, about five minutes later, I passed him again in a different aisle. And I was like, I'm not going to do anything, I'm just going to carry on walking. But as we passed, he fully just waved at me again, and he initiated it and everything. And I just thought that was so lovely. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just, just how, like, in his uh, celebration press conferences, he's been talking about how he wants to thank the bus driver the tea ladies the the people who work in the cafe at Thorpe Arch and he said I feel I'm worried that I'm going to miss some names out because he wants to thank everybody and he's like if I miss your name out I'm sorry and just such a lovely guy and I think he's he's changed the way that we all and this is Leeds fans view football and I think he's changed us all a bit as a person as well he's made us think about, about life in a different way and doing it right I mean we won the we won the FIFA Fair Play Award last year I know there's been controversy with the Spygate and that and uh, and stuff, but but he tries to win the games in the right way. So it's beautiful to watch. It's fair, and it's uh, it's just yeah, it's, it's it's all encompassing. It's not just the football. It's the way he lives his life, the way he carries himself. And I think everyone from Leeds has been inspired by him. Cancel, cancel, cancel. But even though Bielsa is old in age. He's very forward thinking in his management style. And actually, his uh, his style, you could even say that, like you were saying before, do you see similarities in, in Leeds and Liverpool? You could say that Klopp, in some way, could have been um, inspired by Bielsa, just like Guardiola, just like Pochettino. Yeah, you, see, you see Guardiola talking him up a lot, don't you? Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I think... Uh, even though he's he's old, he's he's very forward thinking in the way that he looks at data, the way he looks at the teams we're playing against, the way he gives each player an individual plan of the players they're going to be facing. And like I saw a thing that said, uh, while you're all out celebrating and getting pissed this weekend, spare a thought for uh, Bielsa's staff who are watching 36 hours of Burnley from last season. And there's, that's that's the reality of it, mate. That, that's like the depth. Yeah. I think it's really interesting what you say about um, in terms of the mentality of the fans. Because I think Klopp has, has done the exact same thing in in terms of when it was the, at the latter days of Brendan Rodgers, it was just so miserable. And Klopp made this huge thing about I think we were we were losing to Crystal Palace at home in one of Klopp's early games, and like it's something he talked about a lot that season. And at around the seventy-five minute mark, the fans just started leaving in their droves and you just saw Klopp looking at the stands watching all these people leave and that's when he made the whole big this whole big conference, press conference about how you need to stay with us till the last minute and he had this quote in his first press conference about turning the fans from doubters to believers and then we had this 2-2 draw with West Brom that season the 15-16 season and Klopp and the players all went and kind of saluted the fans who stayed the whole the whole yeah, game. Yeah, he got absolutely torn apart for it. People ripped Liverpool properly for this celebrating the draw against against West Brom, but it wasn't about that. It was about the fans showing they had that belief in the project. Uh, yeah. And that's made all the difference. And those little things, and and people always like make fun of Klopp saying he's a cheerleader, but. 
that that yeah, thing, I'd like to see a bit more of that from Bielsa though. Like he's a, I view him as he's a rock star of a manager. His Klopp and like the run down the line, sliding on his knees, losing his glasses, going mental. I, I love all that, man. I'd like, like I'm buzzing when you get a little fist pump out of Bielsa. Yeah, it's it's. It, I feel like he's I feel so like, cold, man. He is. I feel like those things mean a lot from Bielsa. When you see any kind of reaction from a goal, it's from Bielsa. You know it really means. Yeah, something. you know it means something. That's that. I think that's what it is. It's it's everybody knows he's got incredibly high standards, and if you can, you know, fulfil those standards, you've hit a bar and you've done some. You've done it right. And if you can get him to celebrate your goal, mate, you've absolutely peaked. You've <laughs> you, you've got off the other end. Yeah, you, um, I think you, know you must have done some walking on water type stuff. To what to about that Bamford goal in training where Bamford's oh, yeah, got an mate. absolute banger? Which, for, by the way, why did he do that in, in any games? But <laughs> absolute banger that, that Bamford's putting top bins in training, and you see Bielsa just comes sprinting across the training field, arms out wide to hug him. And I even saw an interview with Bamford where the guys like. I didn't. I didn't know what to do. I just thought I better just hug him. But he said it was really weird because you don't. You don't ever get that emotion out yeah, of him. Yeah, of course, especially in a training game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that's yeah. that's how much of a banger it was. Did you see it, man? It's, uh, I've not seen it. It was very good. That's unreal. But the one thing that I'm, I'm sure you've been finding this a lot stranger than than I have. But the one thing that I've been finding really weird is people have always hated Leeds as a club. They've always hated Leeds, and I feel like it's, it's quite similar to Liverpool in that people always hate Liverpool. Well, that's why I have a respect for Liverpool, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that, that, that is why I respect Liverpool. There's, there's that kind of, um, I feel like there's that bond, especially now that, both, that we're both yeah. champions. There's that bond. Of, and we both yeah. won the league last time as well. It was in 1992. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where Last time Leeds won the league, Liverpool won, won that one as well. It, and it's just, it's just funny that um, people are always seen both clubs as these clubs that, we, that everyone hates. But how are you feeling right now about the goodwill that everyone's giving towards Leeds? Because I feel like everyone's so... Leeds fans or not, everyone seems to be so happy about Leeds going up. And I feel that's like a real... United fans. Well, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's the... It's the it, you know, it's the eighth sequel. They finally do it. You know, <laughs> everybody's yeah. happy. It, it's it, a story it, everyone wants. It, it's well, I mean, over. I mean, come on. If you're a yeah. neutral fan, you might not like Leeds, but what, what would you rather watch um, Leeds... Or would you rather watch Bournemouth in the Premier League? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that's why I'm quite glad that Villa have put themselves in a position to potentially stay up. Because to be honest, yeah, I like Eddie Howe, like Lewis Cook, a few guys at Bournemouth. But I would rather <laughs> I would rather see Bournemouth go down and Leeds and Villa stay in there, West Brom come back up. There's these teams that are shaping sort of how I feel the Premier League should be. Yeah, those sort of for the bigger teams. teams like, I mean, yeah, you look at the size of sort of Villa's stadium. And, and yeah. Leeds Stadium is so iconic. Yeah, I mean, Forest is another one that are down in the, champ- in the championship that could do it. I mean, Portsmouth, there's a lot of teams who've dropped right down that, oh, yeah. that really would make up the ideal 20 Premier League. But yeah, in, in answer to your question, it's weird, man. It, it is weird. Uh, everyone, like, giving some love to Leeds, but from a lot of people, I love the sourness from a lot of people. Though, That's like, my favourite part. Watched, uh, I watched all these TV uh, on Sky the other day, which is a YouTube channel that um, I watch. And they were, they, they were, this Sky studio had um, Jermaine Beckford, who's obviously buzzing. And then it, it had, um, what's that Irish guy called? Um, he's uh, like oh, a co-commentator. Yeah, Keith co-commentator Andrews. Keith Andrews, man, that knobhead. He, uh, he's always like talking leads down in every, um, in every post-match chat or whatever he's on Sky. He's always like giving a, oh, but are they really this good? Is Bielsa's system really going to work? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and just seeing Jermaine Beckford buzzing while all these, these guys from all these teams are on Sky, on Sky just going, champion. And uh, Keith Andrews just sat there in the studio with the sourest face you've ever seen. And- it's, it's, it's like Martin Tyler. Martin Tyler. So the um, Liverpool-Chelsea game that was on the other night, he was saying, so Chelsea were given Leeds a, uh, Liverpool a guard of honour. And mm. he was saying, oh, well, I think it should be uh, Liverpool giving Chelsea the guard of honour because it was Chelsea who beat Man City to uh, win them the title. And you just think, <laughs> why, are you, why are you commentating on this game of all <laughs> games? Horrendous yeah. man. They love to um, throw, throw some... There uh... is football shade all over the shop. Yeah. There's, oh, the... Biased commentators. It's it's just oh, it's just awful. Um, watching hilarious streams of um, yeah, Sheffield oh, Wednesday. 
fucking and, I follow. Uh, yeah, that's why I should have yeah, cancelled. Middlesbrough's I follow. You're watching, you're watching the Millwall away Millwall's game. Millwall's the worst one. Millwall <laughs> away game with the Millwall um, commentators. And they're just like, this leads to uh, boring. They're just knocking it over the wing and passing crosses in. I'm like, yeah, that's football. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I know they scored four, but they're all very lucky goals. Um <laughs> Yeah, that guy on, uh, I think it was Five Live, that guy that rang up recently, it was a Derby oh, fan. It was Derby, this, yeah. The day before Leeds played Derby last week. And obviously it turned out that we'd become champions the day before that. So Derby had to give us a guard of honour. And the guy rang up uh, Five Live and honestly, he's, he, I, can, I can only imagine how red the guy's face was. But he was basically saying, why should Derby have to give Leeds United, the most dishonourable club in England, a guard of honour? After everything they've done, after Spygate, after this, that and the other, after the fact that they come over to our stadium singing Stop Crying Frank Lampard, who the hell do they think they are? And we have to stand there and clap that dishonourable club. Oh, mate, honestly, it goes on for about three minutes. It's the golden. Pe- the people who ring up these things are the absolute world's biggest cranks. Yeah, they're the, Kar- <laughs> they're the Karens of the football world. Oh, without <laughs> Um, I'm just going to pause this real quick. Um, I need to get a beer anyway. So yeah, you get a beer. We'll take we'll take a we'll take a quick break. Cool. So cool. get get another drink, and we'll we'll pick back up in a second. Cancel, cancel, cancel. Dudes, we are back, rocking and rolling. How was your little break? Wonderful, mate. Wonderful. Yeah. And a couple of those uh, Aldi Rocky bars, as wackos, mate. Living. Love the a good wacko. Oh, so good. Talking of Aldi, man, I have other 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 supermarkets are available, um, but I, I've got the uh, the the mad uh, Nordic berries cider. Mate, oh yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I usually get the uh, what's that one called? Old Moot, Old Moot cider with the cherries and berries. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I often get that, but this uh, this Aldi one is banging. You know, man, first two episodes, I've been talking a lot about I want to get this puppy monetized. And uh, Aldi, if so, you wanna if you wanna send us some free stuff, yeah, get involved, Aldi man. Not get involved. All the you want to be here from ground zero. You want to be here from episode two, three, four. Yeah, we'll Give take some merch. Uh, Dreamies, uh, we'll take some uh, <laughs> all the wackos, man. Oh, Races, man. man. All the races, yeah. What are the yeah. um, what are the Twix ones called? Oh man, Jive, 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 Jive. Jive. No, Love Jive. Because you get those yeah. double jives. What's the link though? Because races for the for the Snickers, that's the marathon. Yeah. The Snickers, I get that, I get that. But what's what the what's the jive? What does Twix what does mean? Twix, what does Twix mean? Yeah, Twix is just a, a word, isn't it? It's just a thing. Do you remember Maybe. the Twix adverse man with the left Twix, right Twix made in different factories? <laughs> they were ridiculous. So dumb, but the thing about it is it sticks in your head, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. obviously I remember it. That was that's Maybe time. the Twix is some kind of dance. And that's why we've got Jive. <laughs> the Twix. Let's, let's Twix again like we did last summer. It's, it's, a, very, it's a very straight leg to dance. Kind of like... Um, <laughs> like you're on stilts, man. Uh, what's that guy called? The, uh, the When you fold your arms and you do like the yeah, kicking yeah, out yeah, the legs. Yeah. What's the guy's uh, name? Michael Flatley? Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the, <laughs> the river dance. I can see the, the Twix yeah. being a nickname for that. For Twix sure. could be some sort of Irish, yeah, Irish Yeah, jig. some kind of like Irish, like, like <laughs> body upright jig. Yeah, but not where they do the, you know, where they turn the legs on the inside and the bendy oh, leg. No. I think it's more of like a bogo. Yeah. I think it's more of a hop. More of a can, maybe a bit of a can-can. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can see that. that the can-can feels very Twixy. Um, if you do know this, then um, contact us via our social medias. Uh, uh, your boy cancelled uh, across the board. Yeah, Go back to football Twix? just a little bit. Yeah, what does Twix mean? Yeah, man. What we want to know, the people want to know, what does Twix mean? Uh, just going back to football a little bit. Um, how did you celebrate Leeds going up? What did you do? I went to Ellen Road, man. Um, I know we're in the middle of a global pandemic, but don't worry, I uh, I wore a mask and uh, socially distanced where possible. But um, I just couldn't not, man. We went to town because obviously we found out on the Friday night that uh, we were Premier League, not that we were champions at that point, but yeah, but that we were Premier League through other results. As I said all along, by the way, slight caveat at this point, anyone that said that Brentford and West Brom were going to win all their games, man, not I knew all along they weren't going to. But anyway... So, yeah, so out of our hands, we did it the easy way for once. 
Mm. Uh, we got we got up without playing it without kicking a ball. So uh, we went to town, went for a few drinks, and I thought town would be bouncing, man. I thought everyone would have gone straight down to town, but we went to um, a bar. And like it was quiet, there was like it was table service. We had to sit down. There was like I don't know four or five other tables in there. And we had a couple of beers there, and then we were looking on social media, and you could see Ellen Road was going off, mate. You could see Alioski filming out the window, and it was crowds and crowds outside. So it was like, fuck this, man. Let's uh, let's get an Uber and get down to Ellen Road. So we just bought some beers. A couple of people I was with didn't have a mask, so we went and bought a mask. Uh, got down to Ellen Road, and yeah, man, just smashed a load of beers and sung about Baradi all night. It was great. Um, I was well, going to say, what about like, your, your your sister's car? Yeah, mate, it's a shame for anyone listening that's seen it. You've probably seen the the BMW that got smashed up outside the Ellen Road uh, East Stand. That was my sister's car. Uh, her husband, Mikey, works for the Leeds United Foundation, um, providing community and charity for kids and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was a shame that it happened, but he parked up at work that morning in his normal spot outside the East End, which he always does. Uh, he finished work about half six, something like that, and then uh, he thought he'll just stay stay on to, to, to watch the game with some lads from work, not realising at that point that we could actually get promoted. And then I think by the time he realised and thought, shit, I better move my car, obviously half the fan base had realised yeah, that we could get like, promoted. Yeah. So it was just in a sea of people. Yeah, man, they're, they're annoyed about it. But um, shout out to the people that are setting up the GoFundMe and trying to help out and things like that. Yeah, I did um, see that. And we'll put we'll put links to that on, on social media and put this episode out yeah, as well. Yeah, of course. Um, and yeah, like obviously my sister's good. She's like, oh, I love that guy as well, nippy. <laughs> and, all this. <laughs> and yeah, but... Um, she gets it. She's just as buzzing as everyone else. And so is Mikey, who, who it was actually my sister's car, but he'd driven into work that, that morning. Um, but yeah, he's he's obviously just as buzzing. And uh, they totally understand that it's just a byproduct of the situation. I mean, of course, Ca- casualties of war. No, no one condones jumping on the car. And yeah, yeah. Wh- whoever it was that smashed it, you are a dickhead. But at the end of the day, it's just uh, it's just over. That burst of celebration, and we're all leads out. We, we get it. I, we, we understand. Lance, what about you? What about me? How did you celebrate? <laughs> I was drinking. I was just drinking loads. Um, we had a garden party, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah we had a garden party um, for the was it the derby game? Derby game, yeah. Yeah, for the derby game. That, we organised that earlier in the week, thinking that that would be the game that we needed to get a point and we could get this big celebration. But it yeah, turns out we're yeah. already uh, champions by then. Yeah, I was just drinking for like three days. I, I did go for like a couple of beers. With Ad, I didn't go to Ellen Road, but I did keep drinking. And then, well, you got him later than me, man. I yeah, was in bed at like 3 a.m. and I heard him come stumbling in. Man. And then woke up the next day and then uh, had some more beers because, you know, Liz was promoted. Some more football, it. just like super confirmed. Um, and then what we did is we sat and watched the last day of the championship with uh, Leeds game. It was Leeds playing. Who do we play? Who was last Charlton? Yeah. Um, and obviously all the other games were going on at the same time. So what we did is we set up, uh, we had a Sky Sports News. We had a, a watch along from one of our YouTube channels that we watched. They, had, they were hosting a watch along watching the Leeds game. But they were obviously saying, oh my God, uh, Fulham have scored. Oh my God, everyone, you know, talking about all the scores that were yeah. going on at the same time. And Pat, I would include that in the celebration because... We just fucking listened to it all and enjoyed it. And being yeah. a Leeds fan in that situation, knowing that we were already champions. And everyone else, your Brentfords, your West Broms were fighting. There was out. so much there was oh, so much man. movement on that last day. Yeah, I was say, last so half hour of and last we were half involved, hour of football which was in, so beautiful. In the championship this season was unbelievable. Yeah, because I was certain Swansea were not gonna make playoffs. Turn that, that goal swing Ridiculous. on Forest. Yeah. 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 What did they win? Four one Swansea? Four one. Yeah, they're, they're, so, they're so, re- did you see Rian Bruce's goal? Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, finish. Unreal. You mentioned you mentioned him a few weeks ago, and you said that Leeds should look at him as a, as a yeah. loan option. But I said uh, there and then that actually we, I believe we did in January. I believe we did look at him, but I think there's many uh, many reasons why people didn't want to come. Um, and I think in the end, Bielsa actually said um, that he'd rather go for Big Kev uh, Augustine. Yeah, but obviously that didn't work out too well. And maybe if we had him had Brewster, we'd have. We uh, might have to buy him got, anyway because he got promoted, and that was in his well, own deal. Because I, I could see, um, I could see that deal coming off this summer. Because I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure whether Brewster's going to come in and be within. Oh no, he needs another season out. Yeah, he, but uh, as like I you just said, um, I think with Leeds, we might be tied to this Augustine deal. So yeah. if we have to spend eighteen million Augustine, which I will put out there, that I'm not, I'm not too upset about. If you'd have told me, if, if we hadn't have had this debacle within this season 
And if he was just a new name that had appeared this summer, and you said you're signing this guy from Leipzig, I'd have been buzzing, mate. So, so if we do have to go through the deal, then I'm not too I'm not too disappointed with that. He's already been in training. He gets the system. He uh, obviously has to work on his fitness, but he gets the fans. He even changed his Twitter handle to Big Kev. Um, yeah. So he gets it, man. So if he does have to come in, I'm I'm cool with that. And I think sometimes players need that settling in period, don't they? Yeah. So he's essentially already done it. Yeah. Whilst not really playing, but getting to yeah. know, getting to know the squad, getting to know the area. Because I think like like Naby Keita is is a prime example of that. This is his second season here, and he's got a banger the other day. Oh, unreal! Right? But but since basically since we've come back from lockdown, I'd say he's been our best player. And sometimes players just need that that settling in period. Like some players hit the ground running, but I think if you're, I, th- I think the good thing is if you're at a club who was in a successful period like Liverpool and Leeds are right now, you're given that time. I think if things aren't going right, you're not given yeah. the time, and you're automatically labelled a flop. It's think, easy to yeah. uh, it's easy to do the knee jerk reaction and just get rid of guys isn't yeah. it, and just move on to a new guy. But yeah, I think as Bielsa has shown, as Klopp has shown, as a lot of other managers have shown in, in the EFL and the Premier League, yeah, given time to, to get your squad together, get your system in place, it makes a huge difference. But this day and age, you're never going to see like these managers that, who's long longest service serving manager in Premier League now? Is it uh, Eddie Howe, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think Klopp's probably right up there now. Yeah, but these are a dying breed, man. You're never going to see a Ferguson again. You're no, never going to see no. a, these guys that stay at a club for 15, 20 years, man. That's never going to happen well, again. Well, I think, I think Klopp said he'll... I think he's seeing out his contract, he said, which is then moving on. Yeah, fair play. He's told yeah. you all what's happening. He's been honest with the fans. Completely. Set out a plan. He's already achieved more than what everyone would have hoped or mm-hmm. as much as everyone would have hoped when he came in. So, yeah, fair play. He's given it another couple of years and I, that's what I'd like from Bielsa. I mean, we all, we're all pretty confident he's going to stay for at least a year in the Premier League. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you? But, I mean, I'd like him to sign a two-year deal personally and then I'd be happy to say the system can sort of live within the club for many years now because he's, he's added a running, a running track at the training ground. He's added sleeping pods at the training ground so players can do more sessions and still get a rest, etc. And he's done all these cultural changes within the club which I think are going to stick around for many, many years after he's gone. Um, and they are talking about the Carlos uh, Corberan, who is his assistant manager, or was his assistant manager till yesterday, um, and he's just become Huddersfield Town manager. I saw now, a, lot that, people, yeah. a lot of people are a bit disappointed with that, that he's not going to be Bielsa's uh, right-hand man anymore. But you have to realise he was at Leeds before Bielsa. He's not part of Bielsa's team. Um, and actually, this could all be part of the master plan that maybe Bielsa does a couple of seasons in the Prem while he's at Huddersfield and then and then maybe he will take over from Bielsa. But that's what a lot of people would like because I don't think any of Leeds fans are ready to give up on this Bielsa ball dream yet. We all want to see it for a good few years because we yeah, think completely. it'll take us a long way. I remember oh, yeah. um, in the 17-18 season, um, at the end of that season, like at a weird point, Klopp's assistant, they had some kind of falling out and he left. Was he an assistant that Klopp had had from previous? Yeah, yeah, Klopp brought, Klopp brought this guy with him. And I can't think of his name, it escapes me now. But he left and everyone was saying, oh, how are we going to get on without this guy? I don't know how we're going to do it because we play such amazing attacking football. Well, yeah, some and, Leeds fans are saying the same about yeah, Leeds yeah. But then the two seasons that he's been gone, we've walked the league, basically. So I think, I think there's always that fear of the unknown, isn't there? I mean... It was more, as I said, he was already there before Bielsa came in. Yeah. And then he, he was under 23s coaching. I think Bielsa allowed him to be part of his match day setup as well. As Bielsa has a team that he takes to every club that have been with him for his last few clubs. And if he leaves Leeds, that whole team will go with him. But Carlos wasn't part of that team. He was he was already at Leeds when we had Heckingbottom. Mm. And he was under 23s manager. So I, I personally think fair play to him. But yeah, there is that worry as... Is it going to upset the, the backroom team we had going on? Yeah. Um, is it going to affect next season? I mean, I hope it doesn't affect the 23s because our 23s have been doing amazing. We've seen players like uh, Jamie Shackleton, Pascal Stroik in the last few games. Um, obviously, Jack Clark and people like that who've left now. But um, these academy products that have been with Carlos' setup in the last two years have been doing really, really well. Um, so, yeah, I hope it doesn't upset things like that. But personally, I think Bielsa and his team will, will carry on with first-team affairs and, and they shouldn't, shouldn't cause us too much bother. And, and good luck to him at Huddersfield, to be honest. Uh, I, hope, I hope he does well uh, because that's a, that's a tough job. Yeah, it really is. really is. Strikers like, um, what's he called on your books? Um, 
was a guy Mounier and people mm. like that. They just all this promise. Uh, he, he released terrible. he released four players today. Yeah, that was, that was funny. Just Kachunga, another one who I think is shiter. That Colin Quanner, he's being released today. And yeah, yeah. But yeah, like you say, like that's uh, that's that's Carlos probably going into Huddersfield. Being like, no, nope, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. See you later. Yeah, which I think is fair. It keeps players on the toes, doesn't it? Bielsa's standards, isn't it? And that's yeah. that's Huddersfield as well. From from their point of view, look look cool. back a few years, they were going up into the Premier League, and we were yeah. still stuck, and they were all laughing at us. And look at them now, trying to get a slice of the uh, slice of the League United pie. Because Bielsa did the same thing, didn't he? Bielsa did the same thing when um, he took over at Leeds. What do you mean? In terms of shipping out players straight away. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There was a few that he said just weren't going to be part of his plans. Yeah. So today, I'm interested to hear what you guys think of this. Jordan Henderson announced as the Football Writers Player of the Year. Obviously, I've got my opinions on this that I'll go into, but uh, what do you guys both think about this? Leahy, I can see your face right now. I'm happy about it. I'm so happy about it. The captain of the winning team is <laughs> yeah, the player yeah. of the year. Like, come on, mate. You've got to try harder than this. <laughs> like, yes, yes, he's a good leader. Uh, yes, he led the best team in the league this season. That is indisputable fact. He is the captain. He seems a good lad as well. Yeah. He won the league, yes. Football-wise, yeah, he's a great footballer. Well, he's, he, he was not the best player in in the league. See, no, probably not the best player in the Liverpool squad. Never mind the. No, I yeah. think I think I think both those things are fair to say. Um, but the the way I view it is the same way I viewed when Van Dijk was going for the Ballon d'Or. In that, so Messi is the best player in the world. But that particular season, I thought Van Dijk was the best player that season. And Messi will always be the best player in the world, but that season, I thought Van Dijk deserved it for being the best player. It's, it's, the metric of best player doesn't, it's, it's completely false. Like, well, what do you base it on? Yeah, how do you oh. deem best player? In Van Dijk's, just putting, putting John Henson to one side. So for Van Dijk last season, there was no defender on the planet who is better than Van Dyke? We're all in agreement with that. Agreed, yeah. Yeah, so that's Van Dyke. This season, I, I think with Henderson, I think we're a different team when Henderson plays with that question. We've got a 90% win rate with Henderson in the team compared to something like 40 or 50% with him out in the team. And Do you that think it's more, a, than just, more than just football ability? I think it's more than just lift football. It, it gives all the players that extra yeah. 10%. He's shouting yeah. at him, he's pointing in positions, etc. He knows so. when to speed up play. Yeah. And he leads. I, I think he leads, as ridiculous as you might think this sounds, I think he leads more than Van Dijk does. And I think he leads more than Allison does in terms of the whole bigger picture of the team. Do I think he's the best player in the world? I don't. Do I think... It's not, on, it's not about that, though. On it? a given day, do I think Kevin De Bruyne beats him probably 10 times out of 10 in terms of ability completely. But I think I think what he gives to that team, no one else can give. And I think on top of that, it's the, um, I think it's the, the romanticism of it. I think people love that romantic story of he's this player who we looked a few years ago, not even a particularly long time ago, Brendan Rodgers was looking to sell him to Fulham as part of a deal to get Clint Dempsey. And now he's gone on to be arguably one of the most successful Liverpool captains of all time. And I think people like that story in the same way they yeah. talk about Jamie Vardy's um, rise through football. I think people love it. Like you were talking stories. about that the other day, man. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm just annoyed it wasn't Steven Gerrard because that would have been way better. Like, yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's made a hero. to remind you, mate, he slipped. He slipped and lost it though, didn't he? he the thing is, I know everyone says, I know everyone says that it's the Gerard slip that lost us that lost us the title. But it wasn't. The first couple of games of the season, I think we drew. Suarez was missing the first five games of the season. Yeah, and we, and we drew away at at Swansea. And we yeah, lost. I mean you can always you can That's always it. look we back lost, in hindsight. I mean, Southampton. After that, at the game directly after that was the three three draw with Crystal Palace, and I think that was more damning. Yeah, that Palace than the Chelsea game. <laughs> That's because if we if if we if we draw if say if we still lost the Chelsea game but beat Palace, we still would have been in the driving seat for the title. It was lose. It was it was more so the draw to Palace because we were winning three nil, and as soon as we went three nil up, I remember Suarez picking the ball out of the net, and I remember I was sat there thinking, 
we can win this six, seven, eight nil and, and get that goal difference up. And it was an absurd way to think against a Tony Pulis team because he's not going to let you win yeah. six, seven nil, especially with the defense we had. Crazy. Oh, yeah, man. I'm so but, glad but, he's, he's, he's moved out of the Premier League. <laughs> but the situation that Liverpool had found themselves in come the end, towards the end of that season. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, you can look back at, at things that happened earlier in the season. And it's the same for Leeds. We can always look back. But there is always that point where you feel like that was the game. It's the churning point. And I think that the slip in that season was the, the, that yeah. point. I, I as much as, some... yeah, earlier mistakes. Mm-hmm. would have made a difference of course if they didn't happen but it's the same with Leeds was it last season uh, yeah so when we very nearly made it um, under Bielsa the first time round we lost to Wigan and it wasn't the last game of the season but it was we were 1-0 up and uh, Wigan were down to 10 men from very early I think if I remember correctly and uh, we ended up losing that game and everybody felt squad and fans included that was the turning point and that was the game that meant we dropped down into the playoff positions yeah. and yes although we could have still done it from that point that was the what do they call it the hump that broke the camel's back that was the the, the bit that killed it for us yeah oh yeah the, the moment that really was completely shot it was everybody everything collapsed there was no hope from that point and going into the playoffs obviously having played some of the best football we've ever seen at Leeds for the entire season. You've got that hope that we actually would do it. And in the first game, you know, we beat Derby, Woodhill, fantastic goal. Um, oh, was that the Jack Harrison ball? Yeah, yeah. Jack Unbelievable. Harrison. It was great, you know, oh, but gross. it was a very tough game. It was just the most Leeds thing there. Yeah, we out Leeds ourselves. Um, but yeah, do, oh, do you feel so that, sad. do you feel that Actually, in hindsight, now that we are champions and we are going to the Premier League, we needed that extra season in the Championship um, to bring the group closer together, to get Bielsa Ball even more implemented in the squad and to put us in a stronger position for a charge on the Premier League. Um, yeah, it's good. This season, the Premier League could have been a good one to attack there. Sheffield United attacked yeah, it pretty true. well. That's true. Um, Liverpool ran away. That's fine. Man City were really good and also, you know, got their little pocket in the second. Um, But, you know, it was pretty dangerous around the European spots for a while. Sheffield United were in it till about three games ago. And and Wolves were in it for a long time too. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're, They're in it till very recently. Man United play Leicester for a Champions League spot. Like last day of the season. That's that's the game to watch, isn't it? That is the game. I I think I think Man United will win it because Leicester have a lot of injuries. But I'd Leicester Leicester have slipped. They've slipped at the end. Um, Since since lockdown, they've been horrendous. It's a shame, man. I'd have liked to have held that if they'd held that third position. I'd like that, man. I mean, I loved it that season that Leicester won the league. That was incredible. And the thing is, they were uh, up until. Um, we played them around Christmas time. They were fully in the title race. And then we, I think we just absolutely hammered them 4-0 but at, at Leicester. But up to that point, they were it, they were second for a long time above Man City. And they've kind of just progressively fallen away as the season's gone on. You know, Brendan Rodgers, Brendan Rodgers, he does good work. You he know, set Brendan Liverpool up for uh, Klopp. And then Klopp's uh, got half-built half built ship. Yeah, I'm joking. Yeah, but, I think uh, they play, yeah. I think they play better, uh, better football uh, under Brendan than they did yeah, in the season. Started, won it, that was just Luke, a good party, wasn't it? It was again, just long balls Again, again, yeah. like, uh, like with Leeds, Gary Monk made fans start to believe that good football was going to arrive. <laughs> and so the fans started sizzling. A bit like Brendan Rodgers. Brendan Rodgers got... Snake. He got really close. Brendan Rodgers got really close. The Liverpool fans started to believe. Yeah. But then, you know, a couple of years later, things happened. And for I, I think, a couple I think of years the, later, things I think, happened. I think the big thing with Brendan Rodgers was, was signings. I know it was the transfer committee, but they brought in some terrible players. The only really good players under Brendan that came in, I would say, are Coutinho and Sturridge. Other than that, yeah. he brought in like a good 20-odd bang average to terrible players that none of them are here anymore. Cancel, cancel, cancel. I was just thinking all this chat might maybe outdated by it. Everyone might know what's happened with the Premier League by the time this goes will, yeah, by, by the time this goes yeah, out, people out. will know what's going on. So we're kind of preempting what we'd like to happen. 
Um, we are uh, what we're on today. We're on the 24th of July, Friday. Yeah, and this is probably going to be out in about a week's time. So the, this game will have already been played for sure. Yeah. Um, I'd expect Man United to win it. And they'll finish top four. I don't want I mean, them I would to win. Like, I don't want them would, to. I'd love I'd them really to win. I'd really like Leicester to win. I'd like them to win. I yeah. like Jamie Shout out to Scum fans right now, though. Imagine being, imagine being a Scum oh, fan. Now. The worst time. I had to watch Leeds and Liverpool lift the cup on the same night. I swear, oh, I, I, was saying, I was saying the other day, I said the other day, like, if Man City somehow win the Champions League, it would be the best for the salt you could mine from oh, all yeah. of the Man United fans. That's, that's, the, that's so, the trifecta of so Man United misery, isn't it's it? It's pure pain. Yeah. Pure pain. No animal to turn to. <laughs> I saw a tweet. It was a tweet that said something like, it was a few weeks ago, but it said like, um, we're in whatever position in the league, Man City are smashing it, I'm Just uh, Liverpool are about to win the league and Leeds are about to get promoted to the Premier League. This is my worst time as a football fan. Fucking That's sort your that. shit out, Man United. Arsenal win the FA Cup, but then everything's and, like and, super deluxe. Yeah. And, and, the, and the funny thing is, people are doing the same thing they were doing the last time Man United had a good run against terrible teams they'll play a bunch of bottom half the table teams and go on a good run but then I do play... I do think they're turning it around a little I bit. think they've got some good players but I think, if, I think if Bruno Fernandes doesn't perform then they don't win genuinely feel already that, that Leeds could upset Man United first first try Mate, we did it in League second, One. Second man. try, second try, they'll they'll have worked us out. The first try, probably, yeah, I agree. Probably run them over. As long as Man United, uh, Man United sometimes just don't show up. Yeah, as long as Coops or um, hopefully Ben White or whoever is in Ben White's position. Um, as long as they keep Rashford in the back pocket, then yeah, I think we'll be all right. Can you imagine the battle between um, Calvin and Pogba? Mm-hmm. That's going to be a. The best I think, I think Greenwood's looked quality recently. He has looked very good. Very good. Exciting, exciting for England, man. Definitely. Yeah, without a doubt. 18 years old. Cool, dude. So we've been chatting for what? About like 50 ish minutes about football. So it's been a long old chat and it's been cool. Lots of football. So I think that's interesting, though. I think if uh, some Leeds fans and some Liverpool fans listen to this, I think it's uh, interesting from both perspectives. Cause, yeah, uh, completely. Lots with, of fun. We're getting to see some in-depth uh, talk about Liverpool and what's going on, and you're getting the same about Leeds. Um, yeah, like we said at the start, there's a mutual respect between the clubs. There um, really is. Before I uh, before Leeds got promoted, I always thought of Liverpool as like who I preferred in the in the in the Premiership because I fucking hate Chelsea, man. I fucking hate yeah. Man United. I, um, and Man City is just they've bought their way to the success of it. So yeah, Liverpool, Liverpool were always the team that I rooted for, uh, celebrated when you won the Champions League and all that. So yeah, it's it's, it's good, man. Um, yeah, man. I hope we continue this into the next season because I think. Yeah, if, I mean, obviously, match day. The, the yeah, I was going to say. I feel about, like but. if uh, if Leeds get a uh, a result against Liverpool, I'm going to get slaughtered in the group chat completely. Oh, but, absolutely. Um, but I'd expect I'd expect nothing less. I just want to finish off with an unusual story I read on Instagram earlier. I've sent it both to you in the the old group chat. A naked uncle falls over rescuing his niece being abducted in the back of the van before he realizes that she's not actually being abducted. So this guy (laughs) fully runs out of his house, naked as the day he was born. Trying to rescue his niece. I'm just he, looking at the picture now, man. It the picture's good. unreal. Oh, man, he's he's a heavy old boy. Nick was the day he was born, man. Before, before realising it was a mix-up. Before I think my, my favourite is the, uh, as you can see from the screenshot there, there's a subtitles box at the bottom and it just says, inaudible. <laughs> unreal. That, that's the best part. <laughs> he's, he's angrily just... Just shouting so and screaming happened? something. Like, what, what happened? What's the so basically, the story is... Um, this there's a big family who all who were all in this same house. Someone's outside, like some kids are outside playing, and there's some other family who are arguing. One of them shouts "mum," and then they walk out of this house, see a door close in the van, the van drive off, and they've heard some someone else shout "mum" from some other house, thinking it's their own kid. So they all start freaking out, thinking this kid is being abducted. So you see, so there was more of them. This this naked guy wasn't in on his own. No, no, the snake guy was the only guy. Why did they send him out? <laughs> why didn't they go to <laughs> Of all people, we'd better send out the naked guy. Get out there, yeah. naked guy. Gary, Gary, get out of bloody shower. Come on, go. That's, like, that's what was going on? And you see the little, like in the video of it, you see the little girl walking around, like what's going on? 
and you see him sprint out to try and jump in the car, butt naked. Fair play to the guy, man. Hey, man. Like, he's, he's trying. He's protecting his own, and we appreciate that on YBC. Yeah, he's alert. He's ready. He's, he's trying to protect his role. family. Close or not. But I'm, naked the, the or guy, not, man, yeah. The, the guy said he picked, up a, he picked up a T-shirt thinking it was trousers. And <laughs> oh my god imagine the stumble as he's going downstairs <laughs> like, trying to put his legs into some arms of a t-shirt <laughs> why are these legs so short <laughs> unreal man anyway thank you both for joining me for episode 3 of YBC yeah, no uh, worries, we've been coming in hot it's been a good laugh Gonna keep having a couple of drinky poos. Celebrate those title wins. Leeds fans. What, what have you got in that? Uh, what have you got in that glass? By the way, you were showing off oh, your fancy glass. This, but what oh, is so, it? Um, this glass was prosecco. Oh, nice. Um, this glass is aperol because your boy's a classy boy. That's it. Perfect. Keep celebration times in it. Champions, champions, This is YBC episode three. Peace out. <laughs>